Good morning, good evening, good night, wherever, however, and whenever you're listening. Welcome to another episode of The Melanin Report. I'm your host, Marquise Lupton. And as you know what I'm about to say, we have another dope. Say it with me, jam. Say it with me, pack show for you today. It's Friday, so you know it's monologue day. And today we're blowing the top off of black male mental health. And you know how I like to do. I like to bring in the panel to discuss these tough topics. And today we have with us not one, but two gentlemen joining us today, bringing you twice the dopeness. We have with us Thomas Drew and Corey Lewis. They are the co-founders at One and One, a mental health and wellness platform. They recently launched the One and One app, a habit-forming app powered by AI that helps you reach your goals and become 1% better every day and like i said we have a dope discussion ready for you all on the back end of this monologue so let's get right into it here's our monologue Ladies and gentlemen, he, she, they, them, gather round because today we're talking about a subject that's more neglected than a potted plant in a college dorm room. The history of black men's mental health. It's a topic that's been in the shadows for far too long. And it's about time we shine a big blinding spotlight on this topic. He's right, you know. First, let's address the elephant in the room. The stigma. Mental health struggles? Well, for many black men, that's been about as welcoming as a porcupine at a balloon animal convention. Society's expectations of being the unbreakable, stoic pillars of strength have hung over black men like a bad 90s boy band poster on a teenager's bedroom wall. The notion that therapy was for other people is older than your grandma's vintage microwave. And getting professional help? Well, nah. That was like trying to fly without wings, a lot of effort, and guaranteed a crash landing. And for black men, it's been a case of suffering in silence, which is about as effective as trying to put out a forest fire with a squirt gun. Only you can prevent forest We've fires. had generations of black men carrying the world on their shoulders like it's a backpack filled with bricks. And you know what? The older you get and as you progress through life, that backpack gets heavier and heavier. Oh, I'm hurt. Oh, my neck. My back. My neck and my back. Oh. I want a hundred and fifty thousand, but we can set out of court right now for twenty bucks. Now let's look at some of the numbers, won't we? According to the National Institute of Mental Health, black men are twenty percent more likely to experience serious mental health problems than the general population. That's a significant chunk, and yet they've been less likely to seek help than their white counterparts. Oh my God! Hold on to your butts. Because there is some good news. Change is in the air. Agencies and organizations are stepping up and saying enough is enough. They're addressing this crisis with the seriousness it deserves. Organizations like the C-Fund are specifically focusing on the mental health and emotional well-being of young people of color. It's like they finally realized that mental health isn't a one-size-fits-all situation. But wait! 
There's more. And technology is swooping in like a mental health superhero. Teletherapy and online mental health platforms are also providing a lifeline for these men. It's like getting a bat signal for your mental health right on your phone. Convenient, accessible, and not even remotely bat-themed. But it's not just about accessibility, it's also about culturally competent care. More and more mental health professionals are being trained to understand the unique experiences of black men. It's like realizing that you can't use the same recipe for every type of food. I mean, come on, you don't put soy sauce on cheesecake. That's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. Now to add a bit of levity to the mix, let's not forget the power of humor in addressing serious issues. It's like a spoonful of sugar to make the medicine go down. It doesn't fix the problem, but it makes the conversation a little easier to digest. So here's to progress. To the brave black men who are stepping out of the shadows and speaking their truths. To the organizations and professionals who are working tirelessly to change the narrative. And to the day when mental health isn't a subject wrapped in stigma, but one bathed in understanding and compassion. If you're struggling, if you're carrying a weight that's becoming too much, remember that there are people, professionals and resources ready to help. Mental health doesn't discriminate and neither should our approach to addressing it. So keep talking, keep seeking help and let's shatter this stigma in a million pieces. Together, we can create a world where mental health is taken as seriously as a 3 a.m. infomercial. And who knows? Maybe one day we'll be selling mental health solutions right alongside the ShamWow. And now, on to our panel discussion. And I hope you enjoyed our recent monologue. And for more information on this monologue or any other monologue you heard, you can email me at marquise underscore Lupton at WITF.org. Again, that's Marquise underscore Lupton at WITF.org. Gentlemen, welcome to the Melanin Report. Glad to have you on. Thanks for having us, man. We're uh, very, very happy to be here. Yes, yep. Thank you so much for having us. It's a pleasure, man. Thank you for having us. Yes, indeed. So um, so let's just jump right into it right now. So uh, can you tell us uh, some of the history of your business and, and how you all came to this idea of the app? Well, yeah, Corey and I uh, actually met in New York City in uh, 2015. And very quickly, we realized that we both aligned on a few very important things. Number one, uh, being our passion for helping people. Number two, uh, having a passion for self-improvement. And number three, uh, being passionate about entrepreneurship and uh, wanting to create uh, something to help improve the lives of people. And while those things are very simple, all those things uh, and, and connecting on those things was what drove us to want to build something together. And at the time, we didn't really know what that was going to be. Uh, and then it turned into what we have today with uh, obviously the one in one app and then 
Um, another main part of our platform is our mental health podcast. And, you know, we've we've been very, very fortunate with the people that support uh, the business with, um, you know, our investors and advisors and and things of that sort, but also very fortunate with the consumers, um, you know, who listen to our podcast, who read our newsletter and who uh, use our app. And so while Corey and I have been very fortunate to connect on things that, um, you know, we're very passionate about just as Black entrepreneurs and, and Black men, uh, we've also been very fortunate to have a supportive community to to help us push through. All right. So uh, what what inspired you all to become disruptors in the field of black men's health and wellness? Um, well, I, I think I think, you know, especially for black men, it's very um, it, it's not spoken about a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, for us, we're 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 definitely taught to suppress our emotions. Um, we're taught that this is just the way it is, uh, you know, when we have to deal with stuff. Obviously, men in general are very alpha. Um, but when it comes to black men. You know, we're 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 kind of it's kind of ingrained in us and and, you know, society tells us that, you know, again, this is just the way it is. So for us, we wanted to create a safe space for, you know, black and brown men or, you know, minorities uh, that they felt comfortable coming to to not only feel like they have a place of relatability, a place to seek resources um, you know, and, and, and also a place to be vulnerable and, and also learn what they may not know. Um, you know, I'm a bigger guy as a former uh, professional football player. And, you know, I like to say that uh, big men cry, too. Right. Mm. Like we we go through things, um, you know, in the black community that other communities may not be aware of or have experience, um, you know, and that's OK. And, but at the end of the day, it's not OK to always just suppress your emotions, hold your emotions in and not feel like you have a safe space to, to at the very least, um, you know, seek help by seeing what others may be going through. Yeah. And the biggest form of help that I've seen help a lot of people is just community. Mm. And you know, if, if when you, when you, when you're able to see other people who look like you um, go through similar walks of life, similar issues, it makes it a lot easier um, for you to open up and also, you know, seek that help at a high level. And that's something that we wanted, that, that's, that's something that we wanted to create for people to be able to see, you know, especially black men, um, you know, just coming from where we both came from, two different walks of life, two different parts of the world. Um, but we still saw the same opportunity mm. that we could create for, for black men. And I think that was really important for us. So what was, what was the the um the the breaking point here or or what what was the point that that you all were like all right we we identified this problem now we need to execute this business uh was it something that that has been in fruition for years and and uh you just got it up and going or since you met was this the plan was there any kind of um thing that broke the camel's back so to speak um yeah you know entrepreneurship is never really linear yeah um you <laughs> yeah. know no like no no matter who you talk to if if you know they tell you that they created a company or created a service or created a thing and everything went right 100 percent of the time you know they were lying they're lying um you know <laughs> there there are a decent amount of businesses that 
uh, create a product or a service and create a business model and they don't really have to change their model or pivot. And those are the lucky ones. And so Corey and I always knew the type of impact that we wanted to make. Um, we knew that we wanted to improve the lives of, of people. And, and we also knew that there was a lack of resources and a lack of accessibility and a lack of conversation amongst our own community. While at the same time, we also realized that while our own community needed it the most, um, people of color and other sub-communities like men's mental health, um, everyone essentially can benefit from, from what we're offering, uh, not in too broad of a sense, but in a sense where everyone uh, should have access to tools that can help them become uh, the best versions of themselves and, and reach goals within the seven dimensions of wellness, more specifically mentally, you know, physically and financially. And so, you know, we started uh, one in one with the same message, getting 1% better each day community. But we started as an apparel company in 2017. Um, we sold a decent amount of apparel. We sold out of the majority of our, our lines of clothing. But uh, by around 2019, we realized that this wasn't how we wanted to scale our impact. Mm. And in 2019 is when we when we pivoted to media and, and content as a means to build community and, and give access to resources. Um, the main pivot that you're asking about kind of occurred where Corey and I realized that there wasn't a lot of platforms that were creating content that spoke to he and I. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we weren't, there wasn't newsletters that we were subscribed to. There wasn't, um, you know, blogs that we were reading. There were, you know, very few podcasts that we felt kind of spoke to us uh, as black men when it, you know, pertains to to mental, physical and, and, and other forms of health. And so we then created a team and created a content strategy that started with creating content that, we were interested in and you know moving forward now we have um over a thousand pieces of original content wow. on our website we obviously have a mental health podcast with two hundred thousand downloads and 100 episodes and, wow. and our mobile app um you know is full of of free resources from experts um that's kind of where it started and as we move forward we realized that one of the main problems in in wellness, especially for for our people, is accessibility. People don't yeah. know where to turn. Not everybody can afford uh, three hundred dollars a session for a therapist. So, what are some things that I can do that can help strengthen my mind? That can help fortify my body? Uh, that can help me manage my finances in a way that's rooted in what we call the seven dimensions of wellness? So you can look at yourself uh as a whole uh being and so that kind of was the pivot uh just understanding that there wasn't really a platform that was speaking to us and serving us and so we wanted to create something that not only spoke to us but spoke to other people like us black brown um specifically but asian you know caucasian and, mm -hmm. and, and different genders and representations as well and you said something there that uh, that that I really want to um, hit on real quick. So um, what specific experiences or observations led you to recognize uh, the need for this and, and to have this space? Well, and Corey can speak to this, too, but because he's, um, you know, Corey is, is very, very ingrained in the fitness community just as a coach and um, is able to, to you know, 
coach people and help them, you know, create their own transformations. But what, what I saw just uh, as a consumer was I just saw a lack of representation. I didn't see uh, pictures of myself on these websites. I didn't see, you know, pieces of content that spoke to me. I didn't, um, I wasn't able to go on websites and, uh, you know, see imagery that looked like me. Um, you know, I wasn't able to find resources on, you know, how to strengthen my mind as a black male or how to find a therapist as a black person. It, it just was really hard. And so it was kind of a moment where I was searching for things and I was coming up empty. Mm. And, you know, a lot of times in life, just as an entrepreneur, um, you know, that's kind of like the, the it's, it's, you know, what you call in business kind of a strategic inflection point. It, it's like, you know, once you realize that there is an opportunity and there's a void for you, you kind of try to figure out, well, hey, is, is does this void exist for someone else besides me? Um, and so that kind of was was the impetus behind like, OK, let's create a content system where it's driven by experts that that look like the people that we serve. So our you know, our editorial content strategist is a black woman. Our chief behavior officer is a black woman. Um, tons of our experts, uh, over half, uh, probably more than that, are, are BIPOC individuals. And so, you know, we we walk what we talk, you know, we practice what we preach. And there was a lot of that missing. And so it was an opportunity for us to kind of present a little bit more of that. Oh, man. Um, and you also mentioned uh, the seven dimensions of wellness. What is that? So uh, the seven yeah, Corey is, is, is Corey is much better at explaining this than me. <laughs> yeah, so the seven dimensions of wellness is what fills our cups as human beings. So the way we break it down is we really look at the mental dimension being the kind of top of the hierarchy when we think about it, because most of the other dimensions, you know, cater towards the way we feel mentally. And we're a big, you know, being a coach and helping people with their own transformations and, um, you know, helping them through their own wellness journey and their well-being journey, uh, it all starts with the mental. If you're not where you need to be mentally, it's hard to do the things you need to do physically. So the seven dimensions of wellness, like I said, we look at the, the the mental wellness dimension being at the top, almost like your mental wellness battery. And then you have your financial wellness, your physical wellness, social wellness, intellectual wellness, environmental wellness, um, as well as spiritual wellness. And obviously not all of those dimensions matter to everyone, mm. but that's because we know that there's no one size fits all approach when it comes to wellness. Right. Yeah. What matters to T. Drew may not matter for Corey. Um, but what we do know is that if it does matter to you, if it is important to you, it's likely that if you're not where you need to be within that dimension, then it's probably impacting your mental wellness, which is ultimately impacting your physical wellness. So our goal is to, within those dimensions that matter to you, let's use financial wellness, for example, if you're not where you need to be financially, maybe it's, maybe it's just because you don't have the resources or the financial um, uh, educational literacy that, that you know, you just don't know what you don't know. So our goal is to help meet you where you're at, figure out where you're struggling on the financial side, whether it's um, within your career or budgeting or you know, how to do certain things to enhance your financial well-being, mm. uh, you know, so it can ultimately enhance your mental wellness. Uh, and then again, allow you to unlock uh, your 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 physical wellness, you know. So that's how we really break those things down. Environmental wellness, uh, you know, 
global warming is a huge thing. Mm -hmm. That's not a huge dimension for everyone, but there are some people who feel like they want to do more to help the world, to help global warming, to help the earth. And our goal is to, okay, if that's something that really matters to you and you, and you feel like it's impacting you mentally because you're not doing enough, our goal is to help, again, meet you where you're at, provide you with the tips uh, and the resources necessary so you can do more, um, you know, within the realm of what you're capable of doing. You know, and that's our, and that's really how we look at things. It's really everyone's approach, because mm -hmm. uh, again, there's no cookie cutter, one size fits all approach when it comes to wellness. We all are products of our environment and our upbringing, and that's why our goal with our app and our content is to really bring it all together and meet you where you're at to create a personalized wellness solution um, that's sustainable and allow you to build good habits that stick over time. I love this approach of of meeting meeting the person where where they're at. Um, so <clears throat> blackmail mental health, as we know, uh, has has always been a running joke, especially recently, you know, with uh, the memes from like Will Smith, uh, Tyrese, even um, uh, memes of of uh, LeBron. So how do you all uh, combat the social stigma, the negative social stigma of of black men not needing to worry about their mental health? Um, you know, I, I think that the main way that we can combat and kind of end the stigma is just through conversation and, and understanding, which leads to relatability, which then leads mm. to action, which leads to change. So that's that's kind of how, you know, we look at it. There's There hasn't been enough done. Yeah. Um, the one of the main reasons why Corey and I are so passionate about what we're doing is not only because we get to help people, but because we know that there's at least one or two, you know, young black male entrepreneurs or people in general that will probably be inspired by us opening up, us being vulnerable, us not being afraid to talk about, uh, you know, our history, our experiences. Um, you know, Corey and I have been very vocal about you know, what we've been through, you know, I won't speak for Corey, but, uh, you know, even for me growing up, I just was, was an outcast. I was, you know, I didn't really have a lot of friends. I was a nerd. I almost took my own life when I was very young and, you know, I got obsessed with the, the hardening and the callousing of the mind mm. and, and the power of positive self-talk and visualization, which led to action. And, you know, there's a lot that I still need to improve on, uh, as a human being. But at this point, you know, I think child me would, would think adult me was pretty cool. Mm. And, you know, that's that's something that um, is very important to me personally and something also that, that our, our mental health podcast does. And it, it's hosted by man, you know, by design. Mm -hmm. um, conversation is what's going to get us out of this. There, there's another platform. We're also really big on partnering and aligning ourselves with brands and initiatives that we believe in because, mm -hmm the more companies that are doing similar things, um, the, the bigger dent we can make. And there's a company specifically uh, called Express Yourself Black Man that is a platform uh, specifically for black men. And they hook up um, you know, black men with therapists in a community. And hmm. the main way that the platform you know, got our attention and, and um, you know, the, they have a podcast as well. The host, his name is Kizzle. He actually had us on his podcast. Um, they they drive that attention through media and through conversation. And so the more conversation we're able to have, the more uh, figures of note that are able to speak and share 
and understand that vulnerability is is truly strength mm. uh the the more that we're going to be able to to do together as black men because we're already up against so much yes um, you know there there's not a subset of human being that is more endangered than the black man mm. so the the more that we're able to help the more that we're able to work together and the more that we're able to speak up Corey and i talk about it all the time we know that we're much more powerful together than if we were to, you know, do something separate. Right. We would be able to do amazing things on our own, but being able to do what we do together, uh, we're able to do more, we're able to cover more ground and we're able to inspire more people by doing it. I swear you brothers are dropping some bars right now. Uh, when you said uh, tired of the hardening of the mind, um, I felt that in my soul. Uh, so um, uh, what role do you see uh, storytelling and, and personal narratives um, playing in destigmatizing mental health within the black male community? Um, I think I think with storytelling, you know, it can go such a long way, because, again, yeah. as I mentioned earlier, um, for us as black men, because we're taught to kind of hold things in and and you know, just, just, yeah, just keep it all in. And now like, this is just the way it is. And, you know, excuse my language, stop being a, stop being a B word. Mm. Um, you know, that's just kind of how we're, that's just kind of how we're taught. Yeah. You know? And unfortunately that's just not, that's not the way it, it should be. You know, when you're feeling a certain way, just like with any injury, uh, you should seek help. You should seek um, a way to fix it. And the reason why mental health is so complex is because we can't see it physically. You know, I always use the analogy of uh, if I were to see you walking through a door uh, with crutches, I would probably hold the door open for you. Um, but if you're going through something mentally and I can't see it externally, I'm probably just I'm not even thinking about it. I don't think you're going through anything. I, I probably uh, downplay what you're feeling or what you may be going through. And that's why one of the biggest things for me and T. Drew is all, you never know how far just saying hi to someone or asking someone how yeah. their day is going to go. And that's why I think storytelling can be so powerful because it just kind of it, it creates more stories, um, creates more relatability. And people love to learn through experiences. And when people can identify that other people are going through the same things that they're going through, it helps It helps take a little bit of a load off them. Not, it doesn't necessarily fix their problem, mm -hmm. but at least, especially when people, you know, have a story of going through the same thing as someone else and then finding their way out of it, it provides a necessary level of hope that I think sometimes we don't have. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the power of storytelling. Um, you know, and kind of when you think about anything, the stuff we consume on Instagram, whether it's motivational or, or, or inspirational, you know, we all have those videos that just kind of hit us in the moment based on where we're at in life. Yeah. And I just and I think that's why the power of storytelling, uh, you know, can really go a long way in, in helping destigmatize it and just seeing it more and more. And, and, you know, and we all know what media can do when we consume enough of it. You can really create a movement. Yeah. And I think the, the, the more storytelling, the more people are willing to be vulnerable um you know about the things they have going on it'll create the necessary movement to m make the necessary change and also uh move the needle on how we think about black men's mental health mm, yeah yeah indeed and uh you all 
you do have a, a, a app as well. Um, uh, and, and I don't want that to get uh, swept under the rug under um, all this dopeness that you all are doing right now. So um, can can you um, uh, go into uh, detail of, about uh, how you started the app, um, how, how folks can access it and what is uh, incorporated within this app? Yeah, so the the app, the one in one app, is uh, free to download in the App Store right now. Unfortunately, we're only available for iPhones, but we're we're working on an Android version. Um, so you can search uh, one in one app in the App Store. The number one A and D, the number one, all one word. You'll see one percent better together. Our tagline. Click that; it'll come up. Um, and in less than two minutes, you're able to go through onboarding and make your first habit that's attached to a goal. So the the main thing that the app helps you do is take action on habits that can help you achieve the, the goals that you have set for yourself. Um, and, and the reason why we did this was because over the past two to three years creating content and looking at what people were engaging with, understanding um, you know, what people were looking for. We're also keeping our ear to the pulse of culture and wellness. We started to realize a few things. Number one being that uh, in the age of information and overstimulation and technology and social media, we live in a time period where we can get access to any piece of information that we, that, that we want. Not only that, we have things thrown in front of our face time and again, every single day, and we are a society that is paralyzed when it comes to taking action. And in well-being, in order to reach a goal, it really comes down to consistency and action. Um, you can read the book. You can listen to the podcast. You can take the course. You can have the coach. But if you don't take action, you won't get from point A to point B. And... Then we went a little bit deeper and we were like, OK, you know, we came across a really startling statistic, which was the fact that billions of dollars every year are spent on helping people achieve their New Year's resolutions. Uh, but about 70 to 80 percent of those people never set goals. And out of the, the 20 to 30 percent that do the majority of those people fail at achieving their goals. And so, you know, why is that? Well, again, our society is a lot of overwhelm because of information. It's a lot of start and stop. And it goes back to what Corey said earlier, wellness isn't a one size off, you know, approach, yet people are trying to do things that they see other people do and they think it's gonna work for them. So then we, we, we took a step back again and we were like, well, we can feed all of our content into the app. We can give people resources in the app, but we didn't want our app to just be a content resource mm. via mobile. We wanted it to have utility and have a true value proposition. And so we drilled down on the power of habit. And so what our app does is, is when you onboard, you're able to tell the app a little bit about yourself. It prompts you to rank the seven dimensions of wellness that Corey mentioned earlier so that you tell the app which dimension is the most important to you right now. You let it know kind of what you're struggling with, what your intentions are, what your reasons are behind you wanting to reach th these goals. And then the app helps you identify a goal. But the most important part is it helps you break that goal down to a habit. 
And from there, the app nudges you and prompts you and and helps lead you down the path of doing that action, doing that habit so you can truly get 1% better each day. And so it's really like a life coach in your pocket. And it's something that is your companion to consistent action. And so, you know, so many people that use the app, we almost have a thousand users um, and we launched it in March. It's really cool to see the type of habits and goals that people are, are creating. I myself use the app to help me meditate for 10 minutes every day. Mm. Also use the app to help me stretch for 20 minutes every day. Um, and then another habit that the app helps me with is uh, my visualization uh, habit. And, you know, I have the app prompt me to read this uh, visualization document that, that I read every day um, so that I can continue to keep what I am willing to happen in my personal and, and professional life in the forefront of my mind. So, you know, these are three habits, uh, you know, two being physical and one being mental that I've identified in the app that have helped me push forward. Um, I had a friend tell me the other day that they set a financial wellness habit in the app that helped them make an extra $20,000 in a month. Um, I had another friend tell me that the app uh, has helped them write down something positive about themselves every day, which has been huge for their mental well-being. And so there's been some different case studies, but it, it's amazing what the app is doing to help people take action. And it helps gamify the experience as well. Um, you know, there's streaks in the app, there's celebratory prompts, there's gamification. And then there's a couple of journal features as well. There's a daily check-in feature. And then there's a self-reflection journal feature that uh, prompts you during certain timelines of, of your habit uh, that, that's backed by habit forming science. And... <clears throat> And you um you you mentioned this uh this this power power of the habit. Uh first first I want to say that um I just downloaded the app so you got one more user in me. Um and then and then um two uh, uh how how essential is it for your mental health to have good habits? Corey, you want to take that one? Uh it's super essential. Um, you know, one of the things Tidro always likes to say and utilize is, uh, you know, show me your habits and I'll show you your future. Um, mm. you know, and, and when you, when you look at someone's habits, good or bad, you could probably have a good idea of, you know, whether or not that a person that that person is, is reaching their goals and achieving their goals at a high level. So implementing good habits, um, you know, it truly can go a long way in helping you not only setting those goals, but reaching those goals. You know, and one of the biggest, um, you know, one of the biggest things and where we kind of got a lot of our ideas from was was uh, James James Clear's book, uh, Atomic Habits. And, you know, he always talks about when it comes to changing your habits, the problem isn't you. The problem is your system. You know, bad habits repeat themselves again and again, not because you don't want to change, but because you have the wrong system for change. So you don't necessarily rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. Mm. So that is like something I always keep in my mind. And it's 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 your system. Right. It's not you. And we really try to open people's eyes that look, it's not you. And that's like a huge just kind of 
issue that you know you got to help people overcome it's not you it's your system so how do we give you a better system and which ultimately will create an, a better environment for you to thrive in one of my favorite quotes is that when a flower doesn't blossom you don't blame the flower you blame the environment mm. so that is the that is how we have to look at ourselves you know our do we have the right right relationships do we have the right routine you know so our goal is to help you find you know where your kind of pitfalls are in your life that aren't allowing you to um you know create good habits for yourself on an ongoing basis because more times than not if you're someone who is continuing to delve into bad habits is because your environment isn't where it needs to be you don't have friends who are you know supporting the change that you're trying to make and instead they're continuing to um entice you to you know whether whether it's drinking more or staying up late or doing things that you know you shouldn't be doing um on an ongoing basis um you need to to understand that and really assess that and change your system so it can enable you uh to move forward um towards you know feeling and becoming your best self um on a more consistent basis Mm, mm. I, I I absolutely love this. I I'm looking forward to uh, implementing this app in in my everyday life. Uh, so uh, thank you, thank you, gentlemen, for for uh, joining me on on this interview today. So my um final question here is: uh, What are some of the key takeaways you hope our listeners will gain from our conversation today about Black men's mental health? Uh, I I think my uh one of my main main key takeaways for, for everybody listening is that it goes to the slogan of our company. Actually, uh, the slogan is 1% better together. And, and this is what it means. Um, you know, 1% better is how you get there. Uh, you're not going to do it overnight. If you get 1% better each day, it'll be 37% better by the end of the year. And it's about small incremental actions and changes to your life that, you know, will equal big things. Mm. I, I feel like a lot of people look at the entire staircase instead of just focusing on one step. And so, you know, whatever you can see and visualize and believe you, you can achieve, especially when it comes to your your personal well-being. And we all know how powerful the mind is. Thoughts become things. Um, the placebo effect is a thing. So if you have the choice to prime your mind, to focus on the things that are positive, focus on gratitude, focus on where you want to go. The way that you're going to get there is small incremental steps. That's 1% better. Mm. And together is your community and your environment and who you surround yourself with. So if you have people around you that are energy suckers, uh, people that are negative, um, you know, people that are are stagnant, uh, you need to kindly remove yourself because I'm, I'm sure you know this and, and the majority of people that are listening to this may know this, but you know, you are who you surround yourself with mm. and, you know, your environment and who is around you, uh, especially in your early years and and, and longer um, will be the reason, one of the main reasons uh, behind whether you end up achieving what you set forth or if, if you fall short. So those those will be my main takeaways. One percent better and, and understand that that you've got to do it together. It takes a community. It takes a support system. But the support system around you has to be the right one. And if it's not, you know, you, you need to cut the fat. Mm. Corey? Uh, yeah, for me, um, you know, TJ already kind of hit on, hit on all the points, but uh, when it comes to black men's mental health, um, 
really just want to see us come together more as a community and, and work together to help each other. Mm. And and 1% Better Together is, is a true um, message that we like to stick to because uh, I, I would like us to get away from trying to go at things alone, um, mm. you know, and thinking that we're alone in our personal journeys. Uh, there is a there is a community out there that exists, uh, you know, that you can feel the need to be vulnerable with and that you can also uh, feel comfortable to be vulnerable with. Um, because I, 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 as I mentioned earlier, community can really go a long way in helping you uh, through the ups and downs of life, because no matter how good your system is, even though we're harping on it and we're talking about creating that, the system is your foundation, um, but bad stuff will happen. Things will happen. Uh, there will be days you get, you know, unfortunately punched in the mouth. Um, but if you do have a system and a foundation and a community to kind of to, to, to lean on through those times, it makes uh, the journey that much better. It makes the possibility for you to overcome um, those life issues that, that come at you um, in a much better way. You know, it, 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 you're, you're, you'll be, a, you'll be equipped with the necessary tools and resources to overcome whatever's thrown at you. And there's nothing like, um, staying ready. So you don't have to get ready, mm. uh, when, when, when life is lifing and that's, that, that's the ultimate, that's the ultimate way to be. And, and there's no better feeling than, than knowing that you can rely on people and rely on things to help you get through it. And that's what one and one is about. And I think, um, if we can move the needle and helping the black men around the world, just, um, know that they that there's other black men who are likely dealing with the same issues that they're dealing with, um, also at a high level and working through those things, um, we would be much better off doing it together as opposed to by ourselves. Oh, dig it, dig it. Once again, I would like to thank Thomas Drew and Corey Lewis, co-founders at One in One, a mental health and wellness platform uh, who recently launched One in One app, a habit forming app powered by AI that helps you reach goals and become 1% better every day. Gentlemen, I would like to thank you again for joining us on the Melanin Report. Thank you so much for having us. Yes. Yeah, thanks for having us. Well, that concludes part three of three of our podcast series this week. And I would like to thank our guests once again for coming in. This was definitely a dope conversation. And in the words of the great Denzel Washington, success? I don't know what that word means. I'm happy. But success, well, that goes back to what is in somebody's eye and what success means to them. What success means to me is inner peace. That's a good day for me. I am Marquise Lupton. This is the Melanin Report. Trust your jokeness and enjoy these sounds. And we'll see you on the other side.
I'm a steamroller, baby. And I'm rolling down the line. So you better get out of my way now. Hey, before I roll all over you. Yeah, you better get out of my way now. Hey, before I roll all over you. Yeah, what y'all know about cadence? I remember Cadence being the thing that inspired me. It fueled me. It gave me what I needed to keep going. When Drill Song went an extra mile or two, after doing four or five, and we was tapped out, I kept going. So I aspire to be that for you, the Cadence Caller. I am Mr. Motivation, and I'm pouring into you. Shout out the Air Force. Navy, what's up? Marines rock. Coast Guard, I see you. Army, we strong.